we continue the mind, I just wanted to uh, share an insight in the uh, last paragraph that we did. Uh, the Alt Rebbe um, mentions that during the month of Elul, the king is in the field and he shines his face upon us. And he remember, and the language of the Kabbalah is the 13 attributes of mercy. And the Alt Rebbe wants to differentiate between the revelation of Elul and the revelation in Yom, on Yom Kippur. And that's why he says the king is in the field. It's, it's, it's different, it's in, it's in different garments, different expression. And therefore, you're not, you don't have to stop working. Okay. Then the Alt Rebbe talks about um, fire and the light of fire. And how you cannot separate between fire and light of fire. It's hard to distinguish between them. Uh, I didn't understand why this is necessary to, to bring down this mind. What, what's, what's, what, what's, what's he trying to say with that? What, what's he adding with that? So the answer is, is that during, the, during Yom Kippur, there's a revelation of the essence of 13 attributes of mercy. In Elul, this revelation has the garments. It's in the lower garments. So Al Treb is saying with this with this marshal that don't think the revelation of the thirteen attributes of mercy and El is so much different than the revelation in Kippur. It's like the light of the fire versus the fire itself. It's it's uh, you you can't differentiate between them. So the light of the Abishter during the month of El isn't uh, although it's in different garments, it's not that different from the revelation on Yom Kippur. It, it, and this, 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 this is why it's so... Is huh? it because the idea of the month of Elul, the Silicon comes from another idea, and but Yom Kippur comes from another. They it's all one thing. The, during the 40 days from the first of El Yom Kippur, it's all one. Moshe Ben was on the mountain from the first of El Yom Kippur. And they're continually more and more rachamim. Because of the golden cow. Right, right. Well, golden cow. So all those ideas coming from the Moshe Rabbeinu. Right. All those ideas could come. Right. But it gets more and more. Kippur is... It's a high... That's when Hashem gave us the luchot. That's when Hashem said, I fully forgive you. Uh-huh. And with the joy, He gave us the luchot. So it's, it's a new, new kind of simcha and, and, and rachamim on Yom Kippur. Hashem fully forgave us. Yes, Luchot. He started we, to forgive us. And we didn't do that. There wasn't Yom Kippur. Yeah, the, the truth is that through the sin itself, it caused a greater connection to Hashem. The, but the the um, this 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 marshal, the light of the fire and the, and the fire itself is very pertinent to this mimer. It's not just like that. that, that the, the, what I just shared with you is from a mimer from Tashlam Mates. Um, whatever mentions the, the uh, purpose of this of this of this marshal of the light of the fire and the fire, it's 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 the same marshal as the king is in the field, just in different language. It's but it's explaining that it, now that we said that the king is in the field, don't think it's less than. It's just like the light of the fire, which is hard to distinguish from the fire itself. Okay. And then the conclusion of the first paragraph is is that you have to be face to face with Hashem to feel to feel this revelation. Face to face means you have to arouse within yourself. You want to be a servant of Hashem. You want to, to give yourself over to Hashem uh, beyond logic and reason. You want to greet the king, and that causes the king to uh, face you. So till now we're discussing the king in the field, 
Now Atar is going to talk about the city and the desert. There is in a human being both a civilized uh, city, there is a field, and there is a desert. The desert is a place which is not, which is barren. What is that in a human being? Those are your words and your and your actions and your thoughts, which aren't for Hashem. Certainly, if you blemished, if you had some, you thought something. If I thought something which wasn't good. I said something which wasn't good. Did something which was, so that's I blemish my thought and speech and action. So not only if you blemish them, I'll feel gamim biyoni hatarakshim inyanim inyanim tzerchavis Hashem with varam pelim. Even if it's kosher things, permissible things, but it's not things which are needed to serve Hashem. They're just they're, they're just things which are dvarim betelim, things which have no substance, no purpose. I love dvarim doesn't mean things which are disgusting. It's things which have no purpose. So even if they're kosher things, but they're not needed to serve Hashem. It is not the path of the king to dwell on insignificant things. The Melech, the Abishter, he does not rest in a place where there are things which are insignificant, which are not important. So that's what a desert is. It's not a place where, which, which is civilized, which people live in, what that means, spiritually, it's not a place where the Eivishter is revealed. It's not a place where the Shekhinah resides. Where doesn't the Shekhinah reside? In a desert. What's a desert? It's not just a place where, you, where, where there's bad things. It's a place which, which are, there are things which are not useful, which have no purpose. The king does not rest in things which have no purpose, which have no substance. That's the meaning of the, of the Torah's description of the desert. It's a place where man does not dwell. Pirush Adam, what's the meaning of the word Adam? It says upon, concerning the prophecy about Hashem's throne, it says upon the image of the throne, there is an image of man. So, Kabbalah and Chesiz talk about how this Pasuk refers to the spheres of Hashem, that just like by human beings, there's different parts of the body, so too the Abishter contracted his light to have many different parts, like ten and ten different lights, which have a similarity to the ten spheres and the source of the ten spheres in a human being. The ten spheres of the Neshama come from the image of man on, upon Hashem's throne, the world of Atzilus. So Atzilus cannot rest in the desert. The man does not live in the desert. Hashem says, make for me a, a, a holy place, and then I'll live there. Where does Hashem live? He lives in a place of holiness. When you make a mikdash, make a holy place, and Hashem says, I can reside there. But a desert means a place which is not for Hashem. It's not holy. So if you want to, what happens if there's a desert? You have a, a vast space in your life, which is contentless. You've said many things, did many things, not just in a... In a Maybe they're not bad, but they're not good either. They're no purpose. No meaning. No meaning. So there's a whole big. There's a whole life is good without meaning. Yeah. So what do you do? You have a whole segment of your life which is no meaning, which is a big desert. So the Torah gives us advice for this. And what's the advice the Torah gives? 
It says in the Torah, you will seek from there Hashem. What does it mean you'll seek from there Hashem? Adam is going to explain that when you lose something, you have to look in the place you lost in order to find it. So since a person lost the light of Hashem in himself, and he lost the light of Hashem, uh, so how does he find the light of Hashem? He has to look for the light of Hashem in the place he lost it. Where do you lose it? He lost in all the things that he was saying and doing, which have no substance. All the things he was thinking that have no meaning, no purpose. So by making a, a chashman nefesh, making an accounting of all those things that he said and did and, and thought that have no meaning and no truth for them, that's how he rediscovers this light. In the middle of his face. Uh, by the, by the, halfway down the paragraph. Peter, it says in the Torah, God saw that light was good. Gemara says, Hashem saw it was good to hide this light. Light, Hashem's innermost desire, resides within every single Jew. The Abishter's light is present in every Jew. Every Jew has, Hashem desires a Jew, and a Jew has in him the Pnimi Saratz, Hashem's innermost desire. And that's why a Jew, as we said in the previous paragraph, has devotion to Hashem beyond logic and reason. Elish, who was Hester of Almeid, but Hashem hid this light. Hashem made a light in the first day of creation, and Hashem said, I saw it was good, it was good to hide. Where did he hide it? He hid it in every Jew. But, but it's, it's naturally hidden. It's not because he did something wrong. Hashem made the world in a way that this light is naturally hidden. Very hidden. And you have to reveal the treasure house of fear of heaven that you have inside of you. There is a treasure house there. The, the writes in a letter there's a big difference between looking for something, looking for a treasure, you know for sure there's a treasure there, versus you don't know for sure. If you know for sure... Your, your whole attitude towards discovering that treasure is with such an energy and passion and excitement because you know you're going to find the treasure. Whereas if you're not sure if it's there, so then you're, you're, you're hemming and hawing, you're hesitant, you don't really go all the way. So every Jew has, al tells us, a treasure, a fear of heaven in him. And you have to find it. There are some people that this treasure is hidden. It's lost. It's not Veda. Because he doesn't know it, this uh, treasure it makes him so, so much better. It gives him value, gives him uh, no sense, given. Uh, you're saying that the fact that you don't know where it is and the fact that you're looking for it makes you feel that there's something special. If it, yeah. uh, if you go up, uh, if you go don't go after it, you know about it. But when you go after it. It shows your value, it comes under the value of a person, more, more appreciating, more, more being a human, more being, uh, being somebody, so being, uh, being a human. Yeah. And without that, uh, you're just passing by the life. And right, right. Without that, that's that's your, you know, you, dead man walking. Dead man walking, right. Are you alive because you're alive, or you're alive because truck didn't run you over? It's, if you're alive, it's because you're instructed on you over. So, so the, actually, the Maimar quoted before from the Rebbe, the Rebbe points out that the Rebbe used the expression, it's lost. So on the, on the one hand, lost sounds like, oh, it's lost. Like, oh my gosh, it's bad. The Rebbe says, if it's lost, that means it's intact somewhere. It's whole. It's, it's 100% there. 
It just it's lost. Allah doesn't say that it's that it's gone. He says it's lost. It means that there is that treasure that's somewhere in you, and it's lost. You have to find it. How do you find it? The Torah says you have to look for it. You have to search and look for it. The Torah says look for Hashem. It means it's talking to someone who's lost him. And that means that he has lost in him. The godly spark in him has become gone into exile within the Jew, within the animal soul. The godliness in him is lost. Hashem says you will search from there, Hashem, you will search for the godliness in yourself. What will you search for? You'll search for Hashem, your God. Why does it say your God? Because you're looking for the godliness within yourself. There is the name of Hashem, the name Kale, the light of Hashem. And that light is present in every person that animates your neshama. So the Abish says, look for that, look for the spark of Hashem in you. Where should you look for it? The Torah says, look for it over there. Where is that? Where is he pointing to? Where is Hashem pointing to? Look over there. Where? You have to look over there. Just like you cannot find a lost object unless you look in the place you lost it. So too you will not discover the light of Hashem's face and that Hashem's love and fear should be in you. You won't find that. You'll, you'll discover love and fear for Hashem Unless you look in the place you lost it. You want to find Hashem's light that you lost, yet look where you lost it. Where did you lose it? Next page. You have to look in our... Terry says, look, in your, look through your ways. Examine your deeds, your words, and actions. He has to look through all those things that has gone through his life, that from the day he's born, that are not good. And that's the meaning of the Pasuk. You should look, you should look from there. Why is there indicate why does there indicate all the negative things? Why is there mean the not good words, not good actions? What, what, how does that word there in, portray that? The language zeh. Zeh means this. When you use the word zeh, the word this. You're, you're talking about something that you're able to point with your finger and say, this is what it is. The only thing you could say this is really what it is, is Hashem. As the Torah says, when the Jewish people crossed the Yom, so they, said, they said, this is my God, and I'll, and I'll glorify Him. Because the whole world is full of His glory. So if you wanted to say the truth about anything, what's the truth of this table? This table isn't a, t- a table. It's the word of Hashem which says, be a table. So, the, so zeh means to discover the truth of something. This is what it really is. But But the word that's used to describe klipe is the word there. What's the meaning of there? It's something which is far low lamata. So zeh, the word zeh indicates something which is, this is the reality of something, this is the truth of something, versus the word sham, there, indicates something that's klipe. So Torah says, how do you find Hashem? You don't find Hashem in looking through all the good things. <coughs> you look through uh, for Hashem, look for the light of Hashem in yourself through all the negative. 
by examining all of the negative words and thoughts, etc., that's how you discover and you find that light of Hashem that was lost. Um, Maybe the other generations, as you say, don't focus on negative things now. I just can't. Yeah, I'm totally shocked. I try to think about it. I've got the practice and all the good and good and good. And who's doing all this good? It must be the Abishur because I can never plan all this so much good. So who else? I'm supposed to look at my entire life and find all of my faults and failures and errors and poor judgments and words that I regretted. And then I'm supposed to be happy and not like... The, the, the point isn't that we should feel terrible about them. The point is that we should make tomorrow better than today. Tonight. Oh, should regret the past and resolve for the future. So, so if, if, if I'm not going to think about it, and then I end up saying the same, making the same poor judgments and making saying the same things again today. So there says you have to think of what, what you've said to, to in, order to, in order to know where, where, where to go. It's not to feel like a, feel like a doormat. It's to feel, it's, it's get, to get things right. Um, okay, let's stop over here.